Powered by Riverside. everybody uh welcome to first ever that's too bad podcast where uh me myself and i uh matt wally wallsack here uh is going to uh host and just we're gonna just talk golf I mean, that's just what i want to do um you know there's a ton of golf social media personnel out there uh, i think they're doing a great job expanding the game uh outside what the pros do. Um, and I just kind of wanted to be a part of it. Uh, I think I've attempted <laughs> on Instagram and stuff. Um, slowly and surely, uh, I'm not, uh, I'm not at a, uh, page sporadic, you know, level. Will I ever be? I don't know. Uh, I'll let you guys decide that for me. Um, it's not going to change what I'm going to do though. Um, but let's let's dive into it. Episode one here. Uh, you know, uh, why am I doing this? Um, well, like I said, I love golf. I want to talk golf with everybody. Uh, I don't know everything, uh, but I know quite a bit. And uh, hopefully I can share that with people uh, in a different matter. Uh, hopefully at some point it's not just myself. Hopefully I'll have people on here that will want to talk golf with me. Um, maybe I could try to get some other golf social media personnel people on here to talk golf with me, you know, who knows? I got to build up this following. Um, so let's, uh, let's just kind of knock this one out real quick. And why did, why did I name it? That's too bad. Uh, well, it was kind of like a two part story here. Um, about seven or maybe eight years ago, um, golfing with my uncle and his, what he called his league. It was probably that time, I don't know, maybe 10 ish guys, maybe less, uh, a lot older than me, um, older than hit my uncle too. Uh, invited me out to come, come golf on a Sunday morning with them. And, uh, usual playing for some skins closest to the pens. Um, type thing and uh so every putt matters really no gimmies um and i noticed anytime that there was a big putt that could either win you some money or could really push the hole to you know for a potential skin if it was a missed putt or if someone started complaining about a swing i would start hearing my uncle or one of these guys mutter Oh, that's too bad. And they would kind of just, you know, chuckle or laugh afterwards. And I asked him, I said, what's that all about? And he said, oh, you know, it gets under people's skin um, whenever we say that. So it, it makes everybody laugh. So I started doing it, too. In fact, I do it still to this day, even though this league is not really a thing anymore. Um, but I golf with a lot of people and a lot of people miss a lot of crucial putts and they start complaining and bitching about everything and why it didn't go in the hole. And, um, you know, classic, it's the club's fault or it's the grass was going one way, the ball went the other. And, um, you know, when I'm playing with people and that, you know, 
could have uh, stopped me from winning some money on that hole. I, I constantly, oh, that's too bad. Um, and the, the other part about it, uh, part of that, the story is that um, that group is uh, at their bare minimum. Like I mentioned, a lot of these guys were a lot older when I first started, eight, seven, eight years ago with them, uh, probably in their 70s. Um, and recently, two, I mean, we've had, I, my uncle's had a couple guys um, over the years pass away, unfortunately. And most recently, two of them, uh, one passed away this past or last year, I should say now in 2023 that I knew pretty, pretty well. And, and, uh, and then most recently, another, uh, guy, uh, passed away, um, kind of out of the blue. It was very sudden a few months ago. So, um, kind of my way of honoring that group because, uh, uh, you know, I didn't know what they, if they would accept me or not. I was a little nervous the first time I ever went golfing with them. Uh, this was when I was, you know, improving at a quick rate, I would say. Um, so I was, I was hit, shooting some good scores and, uh, I wasn't sure that they would want me to potentially take their money. Now they, I didn't take money every time. So, um, I wasn't told that there was ringers in that group, and there were. Um, so, yeah, so that's that's why this podcast here is why I've named it That's Too Bad. Maybe I'll get some merch if this starts getting a little popular here. Um, you know, and if you're ever golfing with me, now you know why I say that to you when you miss a putt. <laughs> um, but you might notice right here this hat here. Uh, this logo. No, this is not a live hat. This is not live golf. I don't, I don't play for whatever DeChambeau's team, you know, what are they? The crushers, um, which, you know, we'll get into that further down in the podcast here, PGA versus live golf. But, uh, no, this hat is here brought to you. If you can't read that shank at golf, uh, company that I, uh, became an ambassador with, uh, last year, uh, a lot of cool merch, uh, right. Surprisingly, I actually have one of the T-shirts on right now. Um, a lot of cool polos, quarter zips are really into uh, right now this year. Um, I got my, my golf bag customized with my name on it. Um, just a lot of cool, funky things. Uh, company that's, you know, I, I, I saw the potential. And then uh, we got a huge ambassador following right now across the country. And we're continuing to grow. and you know, I reached out to them asking, you know, I'm developing this podcast here. And uh, you guys mind if I, you know, uh, try to expand the brand here a little bit on the podcast. And they were all for it. So, so yeah, Shank of Golf. Uh, you go to any of my social media pages, uh, look at my code, get a discount for any of the stuff. They always got, they're always firing up some discounts throughout the year on their website too. So take a look, Shank of Golf. Um, and, and yeah. So, yeah, remember, this is not live. You see me at a few different uh, Schenke golf hats and, and everything else. Um, so what I want to do here on this podcast is I want to talk not only what's going on in the world of golf, you know, and obviously we all are intrigued what's going on in professional golf, PGA and live, the you know, this build up what, you know, who's going to 
prevail and or merge and you know recently we've got you know tigers leaving nike after what 20 something years um jason day leaves nike and whatever um that's my goal we're gonna we're gonna talk about all that kind of stuff you know and as these bigger tournaments come around hopefully i'm gonna have something uh prepped in uh time for the waste management which i think is one of the bigger tournaments to kick off the year it's one of my favorite i've been to it i've been to the saturday round and um had a huge blast that that tournament is unbelievable um so you know we're going to do that we're going to talk about that kind of stuff on the podcast um but i want to talk about you know just average golf stuff um you know i'm an amateur golfer i try to get better every time i go to the driving range when i play uh you know I get into scramble tournaments, uh, alternate shot, you know, uh, this coming year, I want to try to get in some actual stroke play tournaments just to see where, where I'm at. Uh, I'm from, you know, I'm from Illinois. So I'm, you know, compare myself to what, you know, the great talent out here in Illinois is at and see where I'm at. Um, and just kind of talk to the normal amateur everyday weekend golfer as far as you know what i believe you know golfers should be doing um or get you know what their mindset should be like and stuff like that so that that's kind of what i'm looking to do kind of today uh and this will just be a progression and again i'm not i don't have all the answers and some of the stuff i might spew out on this podcast People might uh, disagree with me, and you know what? That's 100% fine. I, that just helps me create another episode <laughs> if someone's going to comment on this stuff. So, um, you know, so we'll, you know, like right now, we'll, what I want to talk about with uh, on the podcast today, the first episode ever, is, uh, um, you know, it's the beginning of the year. You know, 2023 is behind us for a lot of us, especially in the Midwest. And really across the country with the the cold weather going on right now, a lot of our golf ended a couple months ago, maybe a couple weeks ago, depending where you're at. For me, it ended a few months ago. Um, And we're getting we're getting ready for 2024. Well, like I do every year, I set myself goals. What do I want to try to achieve um, for this year? And I always write them down or I keep them on my phone or whatever. And, uh, you know, hopefully that we we're, we're crossing them off as we go. And if we're crossing them off, we're, we're getting better. That's the ultimate goal. And, and it will reflect in our scores, uh, or for some, it will <laughs> reflect in less triple bogeys, less golf balls in the water, you know, stuff that's, you might not be tracking, but then you start realizing, Hey, you know, I played this whole round with this one golf ball and I've been there um, and it's a great feeling. And <laughs> when you can play a whole round as an amateur golfer with one golf ball, never lose it. Um, and then you just keep building off of that. Um, so, you know, I, I want to talk about what my personal goals are because I'll, I'll kind of tell everybody, you know, the kind of golfer I'm at, where I'm at right now. But also I want to talk about in general what I think amateur golfers maybe should be, you know, kind of setting for themselves. And again, this is all subjective. You know, you can take what I'm going to say with a grain of salt. You can you can run with it. You can, you know, 
use it to inspire a different goal, whatever. Um, and I think there's there's so many goals out there for golfers at the amateur and professional level that the ones that I'm going to highlight here, this is not a set list. This is not my only list. This, you know, I can continue. I could write pages of what an amateur golfer should try to focus on. Um, I'm, you know, I might touch on them throughout this year while I record. Um, why won't I reveal what I, you know, the top 50 or anything? Because every golfer is different. Uh, the way our, we play, um, you know, our styles, you know, our average scores and stuff like that. So what I have here is just kind of some goals for, I think, any golfer, whether you're shooting 105 or you're shooting 75 in between two. Um, I think these are good starting points if you've never actually set yourself some goals for the year. And I mean, if you achieve these in the first couple of months, that's awesome. Then you get to set some new goals. If you don't achieve them until the end of the year, well, then 2025 or further down the road, you set some new goals. And that's just how we're, you know, everybody's progression is going to be different. I mean, mine was too. Um, so, you know, what do I think some goals are for people of all amateur golfers? Well, um, depending where you're shooting right now, and I kind of did the same thing. It was, I, I set a, a standard of what did I want to break? Do I want to break 100, 90, and 80? Well, and that's what I did. I mean, when I first started golfing, it was break 100. All right, well, then I consistently started shooting in the 90s. Well, now the next goal was I want to break 90. We achieved that goal. And then I kind of started myself. I started kind of minimizing it, if you want to say. So I didn't jump to just 80. My next goal was 85. Next was 80. And, and right now, it's uh, I don't really have a goal set for score to break. I've broken 76 before. I, if anything, maybe I want to shoot 75. I, don't, I can't remember if I've done it before or not. <laughs> I would have to look at my Grint um, at past scorecards see if I've done it before or not. Um, but I have different goals set for myself this year, a little bit more specific to help me get those goals. So if you're an amateur golfer, like I said, you've never set goals before, I would start there. Where are you at? What, you know, take your last five scores if you really don't know. Um, average them out. Where are you at right now? You shooting 97, you shooting, you know, 82. And go from there, you know, what's the next goal? 90, 80, 100, whatever. I think that's one major goal for a lot of amateur golfers. Uh, but the other thing is, too, it's like, how do we get to these goals? Um, and I think that's what gets lost with uh, your typical weekend golfers is how I would put it. Um, and, you know, this isn't like a dig at anybody. We all got jobs. We all got lives, kids, families, and whatnot. We're all busy. Uh, I'm fortunate enough where right now uh, I'm able to still practice at the rate that I want to practice during the week and go play on the weekends. Um, and I realize that not everybody gets that luxury. And, uh, and that's fine. Now, this is just in general, though. How do we get to breaking our our score for the year. How do we get to break 100, 90, and 80? Well, I think one thing is it's driving range practice. And I'm not talking about you got to go out there and beat 200 golf balls until it's it clicks. I'm just talking maybe go get a small bucket, 
a couple times a week. So what, 30, 45 golf balls, maybe on average, depending on your range. And, uh, and you're not going to hit every golf club, uh, golf club in your bag. Uh, right now, when I go to the range, I, uh, this, I, I kind of stole this from, I think it was Matthew Fitzpatrick in the, uh, Netflix documentary. And, uh, I hit, when I go to the range, I do odds and evens. So I'm only hitting half my bag of that. Um, so, I mean, I would go there and do that, or I would work on maybe just a few, bring a few clubs so you can just focus, uh, you know, nine iron, seven, maybe a five, or maybe go seven, nine, and maybe like a 56 sand wedge type thing. Or you can go nine, you know, nine, five, and maybe hit a driver. Everybody wants to hit driver. Um, but then it's just kind of working the mechanics there. You know, uh, average golfers were, were prone to chunking it, topping it, scalling it, slice hooks, and whatever. Um, and we don't all the, always necessarily know what is causing that. And, um, and that and that's kind of leads into what, I think a bigger topic for a lot of people it's and it it's worked for me and I think it would work for a lot of other people it's and but I know people kind of I don't know poke fun maybe <laughs> me for doing this I don't it doesn't but I don't care I, I got I'm sure I got something set up in a couple of weeks and, and that's going getting lessons from some you know professional uh they're going to tell you what you're doing wrong um you know I think you know we have these powerful iPhones and iPads and smart devices and GoPros and everything else. You know, it, it's, we, we can always do it ourselves and make it a lot easier and, and whatnot. But ultimately you don't know what some people don't realize you can record yourself and you, you really probably don't understand what you're looking at to what's causing that slicer hook. Um, you can maybe look at other videos on YouTube, uh, other influencers and stuff and figure it out from there. And sure, fine. Go ahead. Knock yourself out. I think, uh, getting lessons from a PGA pro or a club pro, um, is very beneficial. They'll give you tips and stuff that you can work on, um, where you don't have to see this pro every day for the next six weeks and stuff like you can see them sporadically once a month or whatever. Just work on stuff, you know, on your own. Um, so yeah, I, so I think lessons are a big thing. Um, if you don't want to spend the money, I, I don't want to say go, you know, and get fitted while you're getting lessons. I, but I do, I do think getting fitted for the right clubs is, is a huge part. Um, you know, you don't want to be a golfer hitting thin blades, irons, if you can't hit the sweet spot every time you want to hit cavities. Uh, you, you know, you might have a nine degree driver and, and you struggle to get it off the ground. You're hitting low bullets, which might look cool on the holes that don't have trouble in front of you, but there are you know, holes that you got to carry 225, 250 yards over water, depending on what you're playing, you know, that low bullet might not make it. So you, maybe you need to play a, a higher degree lofted driver, but you don't know. Uh, so I think lessons kind of coincides with getting fitted. I think, uh, when you get lessons, most teachers and pros will probably look at your clubs and, you know, try to see if, uh, you know, what's in your bag is, <laughs> is suited for you. 
Um, I think the one of the other thing is um, I should say this is probably like the last uh, generic goal is understanding situational golf. I think uh, we're with the long drive competitions in the leagues out in Vegas. Uh, D. Shambo and Dustin Johnson, Brooks Koepka, all these Roy McIlroy, these guys that are hitting it 350. D. Shambo is like trying to hit 400 yards or whatever. Um, and yeah, it's awesome to hit long drives. I, I mean, I'm not going to say I've never tried to hit over 300, um, but it's not always a necessity. Um, so it's it's really, I think, amateur golfers. Um, and this has really has kind of helped me. And, I, and still, I think people kind of, you know, when I'm playing with them, they're not understanding. They have a driver in their hand and I might have my four or three iron, you know, it's a driving iron off the tee. Um, and it's really all about what do I want my second or third shot to be to get on the green and ultimately try to putt for birdie and par. Um and blasting a drive, even though over the last couple of years for myself, I've been an, I, I've been a fairly accurate driver off the tee. Um, I don't always necessarily want to hit driver or think I need to. And so and it's just understanding that, and, you know, understanding that you don't always have to go for it in two um, and, and whatnot. You know, layup is always OK. And having like a 50 yard pitch shot, you know, for birdie is 100% better than topping your three wood and then you're still 225 out instead of 230 and now you're like well shit I should probably now lay up because I, I I'm probably going to do it again with my three wood or whatever um so it's just understanding that situational golf trying to take um you know the hazards out of play you know bunkers on the left or right or water trees on the left only you know understanding where the good where it's good to miss if you're not going to hit the fairway versus where it's not going to be too good and it's we're going to affect you to lose a ball take a penalty whatever um yeah i've golfed with amateur golfers some are very good at understanding that and i think there are some that don't that have a hard time or don't have never really have played golf with that type of mindset and i think that's a huge part of lowering your score um, and I was the same way. I was a guy that was constantly, I want to go for every par five and two. I want to drive it over 300 and, and I've learned and I've accepted and, and it does not bother me. People out drive me and, and whatnot. Cause what I think my strengths are is I can hit three, four and five irons very well. Um, I've been a pretty good putter over the last few years. Um, and, uh, you know, my wedges haven't been terrible. I think that there's a little work still left to be there. Um, my 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 flaws have always been and still currently are is kind of controlling my three wood, uh, mostly off a of fairway, and uh, kind of between like the eight to eight and seven iron, kind of like my one fifty to like one sixty five ranges. Um, always kind of a uh, gotten away from me a little bit where I've always ended up lofting my club too much or scooping or whatever the case is. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah, I think 
really those type of overall generic goals help you it will help you get you know lower scores help you get better at golf consistently and this isn't going to happen in the first round it might not happen in the first 10 rounds and that's the other thing we have to understand as golfers is that a lot of stuff is not a quick fix um and but we have to keep practicing and pushing forward so when it doesn't work the first maybe 10 times it's not a cry of I got to go back to what I was doing before because how does that make sense? Well, you know, you're going to go back to what was already currently not working because the new way didn't work either. That's that's not how this works. Uh, and that's where I think lessons really will be impactful because a pro will teach you the proper way what they think, you know, your hand placement should be and your swing path and all this stuff. And again, it's it's all just repetition, whether you're on the course or on the range or at your house, basement, wherever. Um, that That's just what, you know, let the score reflect itself without you having to think about it. You know, eventually you will start realizing, you know, throughout maybe one round that you're on pace to shoot 83, first time to shoot below 85. Um, and that that's what you want to do. It's your mindset shouldn't be as soon as soon as you get on the first tee and you shank one to the right. Oh, how am I going to rebound and try to shoot eighty now? I mean that's that's you got one seven you got seventeen and a half holes <laughs> to go. Um, so you always have a lot of room to make up for that stuff. But you should never be thinking that way, um, and you should never be thinking that too far in advance on the course. In my opinion, I think you got to play the shot in front of you so if you're already thinking about hole five and you're only on the first hole you know what will did, are you assuming that one through four you're going to just go four under or or shoot even you know that shouldn't be your assumption um okay so let's just talk about me then real quick um you know so currently um on grint it's official i have an actual handicap i'm a 4.1 um, and that's 4.1 from the tips. Um, I've been playing the tips for a very long time. Uh, my cousins and my, you know, my fake cousin and we've, we've been the idiots since probably high school, uh, to go play from the tips for no reason. Uh, and we used to joke, my, my cousin would always make, you know, say the line, you know, we pay for the whole course, we might as well use the whole course. Um, I think it's hilarious now still to say that. Um, and it, for me, I'm comfortable playing the tips. Um, I, I, like I said, my, my 4.1 handicap is based off the tips. It's not based off the blue tees or white tees or anything like that. Um, I didn't start playing the tips. Yeah, I did play whites. I did play blues eventually once, once my big banana slice uh started straining out and we're going more than 200 yards off the tee um so we were kind of just and then we were getting older and understanding golf a little bit more uh, as teenagers and uh so we started just going back and i've been back ever yeah you know, i've been back there the whole time since i've been playing golf now um so what are my goals for this year uh right now i i've texted my my swing coach that, you know, I'm trying to go from a 4.1. I want to go down between a zero and a two for this year. Um, 
how am I going to do that? I, I got to eliminate the one to two double bogeys that I probably take per round. I really got to eliminate uh, the bogeys as well. And, you know, I'm more of I, over the last year or two, I've been uh, I've been lucky to get like one birdie around and it's just a lot of pars. And people are probably going to say, why would you be mad about that? Complaining? Well, again, it's not perfect. I'm trying to get better. And uh, so I got, I want to get less bogeys and double bogeys and increase the birdies. You know, it sounds simple and it probably isn't. Um, and a lot of it's going to do with um, my swing right now. And that's why I'm going to a swing coach still. <laughs> uh, I, I'm, I have different flaws in my swing right now that had, had come back after last year working through them. And uh, I mean, that's what three months of not really playing golf swinging except every so often going to the domes out here uh will do to you um but i know it's all going to be corrected in, in time for when all this snow melts and we got green grass out here in the midwest again um one of my other goals is to get uh, more confident in the bunkers especially around the greens um i've been a up and down bunker player for the last three to five years, some years, I'm a lot more confident around the greens. And uh, two years ago, I was, I had zero confidence this past year. I, I got, I gained a lot of it back. Um, and I need to practice more fairway bunkers. I think I've really struggled. I think my scores have really were affected this past year in fairway bunkers, not being able to advance it as far as I, should have been able to um and stuff like that so um and then for me it's i want to increase my ball speed uh per club right now i think if i can get it between two to five miles per hour increase um i'm gonna gain yardage uh more control over the ball um which will help you know on the course uh, and, and ways to get to that is it's all mechanical, uh, right now. Like I said, I'm, I, I am struggling with, uh, a hip rotation right now, uh, where I, it's causing me to not square the face and I'm kind of scooping the ball. Um, and uh, I need to get back to just driving through the ball with the hips where I don't have to rely solely on my upper body. Um, so yeah. Um, you know, so we've we've talked about a lot today, goals in general, my personal goals. Um, you know, again, I don't. This is not going to be a podcast right now that I'm going to spend two hours on. Um, you know, I uh, it. My goal is obviously just like I said earlier. I'm going to talk off, so it's right now I'm solo. Uh, so it to you know these. Episodes could be 30 minutes. They, they could be 90 minutes. You know, who knows? Uh, and I, I'm going to try to get stuff in the works here for you guys. Um, you know, like I said earlier, I want to get people on here to talk with me, golf, you know, what, what they're doing uh, in the golf community right now compared to what I'm doing. And, um, and whether that's golfers, you know, on tour like I said, social media, personnel, icons, whatever you want to call them, TV personalities. Uh, I'm going to, I'm just, I'm going to blow up 
uh, people's Instagram DMs and Twitters and whatever else or their social medias people are on uh, and try to get people on here to, to talk off with, with not only me, but with all you guys. And, um, you know, I hope you all comment. Um, hopefully you guys are not too uh, ruthless with me um, and help me, uh, you know, and you got questions, shoot me your questions. You, uh, I wouldn't say ask for tips for me just yet. I don't know if I'm qualified for that. Uh, I can do my best. Um, but yeah, we're going to talk a lot about a lot of different things uh, this year on this podcast. Uh, it's the reason why I wanted to do this. Uh, you know, I love this sport. Uh, sports done a lot for me so far as just an amateur golfer. And, uh, and yeah, we're going to talk about a lot of different things from what's going on in the professional levels. Um, we might talk about specific golfers in general. We could talk about golf equipment, um, whether it's clubs, golf balls, um, golf, you know, attire, um, you know, the equipment, you know, track mans and all that different stuff. So we got so much that we can talk about now, <laughs> but, uh, I don't want this to be a, a one show horse here. Um, so yeah, so, you know, I appreciate it. Uh, you guys all sticking with me and follow me and, uh, hopefully you guys continue to follow and, uh, let's go low. by Riverside. Let's